This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switch to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Rose Sampson Folk and you're joining me after the Raptors' thrilling and extremely enjoyable victory against the Denver Nuggets, the three seed in the West, beating them 117-109 to with mostly end-of-bench players. Now, Jokic, Millsap, Murray did play the first half, most of the usual suspects for Denver. As for Toronto, you're looking at Gasol, Powell, guys like that in the first half as well. But for the most part, the second half devolving into an end-of-bench competition between the two teams and the Raptors really showing their stuff. Guys like Stanley Johnson, Paul Watson having super, super impressive games. Paul Watson particularly off the dribble and his shot-making ability. Stanley Johnson exhibiting some more control than we're used to seeing from him as well. Big steps for him. Super exciting. And even Malcolm Miller who for, well, when we're thinking about his types of performances this year, Usually, we're talking about the defensive end, but even he added in a little bit of shot making in this one. Dewan Hernandez, just a lot of players getting a shot in this one, and I think showing out. So, a very, very fun game, and let's get into it. And the start of the game, if we're talking about the Raptors' offense, would be characterized by a lot of run-out opportunities, a lot of transition opportunities, and that's what had their offense going. And on the other side, the Nuggets, who did start Jokic, who did start Murray, who did start Millsap, you're looking at a team that is mostly up to the same old tricks that they usually get up to. So we're talking about a lot of possessions, the Jokic on the elbow. We're talking about a lot of actions run around him and just seeing how much 
chaos they can cause by getting misdirection in the lane, just allowing for Jokic's genius and passing intellect to allow for back cuts or pop-outs to the three-point line for one of Murray, for one of Millsap, the, the usual suspects, as I said. So we're looking at them. And the Raptors doing a great job tracking at the back end of the defense, doing a really good job of sticking with the players through all this movement and pretty, pretty impressive initial primary defense from Marcus All on Nikola Jokic, as if we expected anything else, of course, but that was a factor. So the Raptors initially doing a pretty good job of keeping the Nuggets offense at bay and getting out in transition enough to spur on their own offense. Guys like Powell doing a good job of running in pin downs curling off of them and getting to the basket and pressing Denver in the half court when they did have those possessions. And the Raptors head into the second with an eight-point lead. A very, very encouraging first quarter, all things considered, because the Raptors, as I mentioned at the top, not playing a lot of their best players. Gasol, the only incumbent starter who was in this one. So impressive stuff. And the Raptors had a 17-2 run against the Nuggets. That include the Malcolm Miller triple, a Trey Boucher, a Chris Boucher triple, transition runouts for the Raptors, a mid-range jumper from Malcolm Miller, who had a pick-and-roll ball handling action, gone to the middle of the lane, hit a little baby mid-range, which, you know, I had to make the joke that he is now the Bucks killer and he's going to melt the drop defense. Of course, that's not entirely true, but maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll see it once if, they, uh, if we get that series. Who knows? If there's an end-of-bench situation or something like that but they had a 17-2 run spanning both the first and the second quarter that allowed them to kind of get into a very nice space where they could play around with some sets and do all that kind of stuff and Marcus all being in the middle of all the offensive and defensive action massaged out a lot of the problems that I think we would have seen he did a fantastic job of navigating traffic both on offense and defense and just the the offense opting to go into that that corner offense that they love to run with Mark. So we're seeing a lot of dribble handoffs, a lot of split action. And so the Raptors getting towards the rim, getting some open three-point shots, generating pretty good looks against this Denver defense that has standout defenders like Paul Millsap, like Jeremy Grant. And so that was impressive to see. And a credit to Matt Thomas, how active he was off ball, a credit to Marcus Hall, who was able to find the passes, sniff them out, Norm Powell as well. Just impressive stuff from the team, the Nuggets, as a lot of teams do, finding a lot of shooters in the corner against the Raptors because that is how the defensive scheme likes to push the offensive scheme. That's just the way things work with the Raptors. And so they're falling in and out of really hot shooting stretches. You'll see them string a couple really nice corner three-point shots together against the Raptors. That will get them within five or six. But then they'll miss a couple, and the Raptors will get runouts off of the long rebounds. They'll jumpstart transition. They'll get to the bucket, and so the Nuggets will fall back down between eight and 12 points again. So we're sitting in that ebb and flow of the game where the Raptors... They look pretty accomplished. The game is going how you think they would want it to go, especially given who is playing in the game and who's resting. You're talking about Serge Ibaka, OG Ananobi, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam. None of them present in this game. You're talking about mostly end-of-bench players, so super impressive stuff from the Raptors. And the most fun part about this game isn't that they were impressive in the first half. It was a wild and wacky second half that was pretty much the whole thing about this game because it, it was nuts to, <laughs> to put it in terms that everybody can understand 
Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Chris Boucher, Gasol didn't play in the second half, so those two have the front court minutes. Dewan Hernandez came on at the end, had a couple nice reads, had a couple nice plays, had a couple gaffes, all that kind of stuff. But Rondé Hollis Jefferson and Boucher came in, and it was just unmitigated chaos. It was absolute madness what was happening on the court. We're talking three, four offensive rebounds, a possession. The ball is getting tapped up like a volleyball almost every single time when they're on the offensive glass. This effortless, fervent pursuit of the basketball. And so these possessions kind of, they looked super scrappy. The ball is... 15 feet up in the air because it's getting tapped up next thing you know it's on the floor three players nuggets and raptors alike are diving for it and the ball's squirting out to an open three-point shooter who either makes or misses it it doesn't really matter but the third quarter was an absolute fever dream it was insanity hardly any half-court possessions to start things off and then a lot of half-court possessions to finish the third quarter because i think everybody realized that this was kind of like a pickup game at least in some sense, it was it was a lot of players who are at the end of the bench who are like, okay, now is my time to shine. Now's my time to show out. And so with the Raptors, I think the reason why they won is because they have those defensive principles. So even if they're playing kind of a disjointed offense that is just bucket getters getting buckets, which it wasn't completely that, but that was a large portion of it, they also defend well, even as a cohesive unit, as guys who don't play all that much together and maybe that speaks to how the Raptors practice and what kind of success they have there either way it ended up being important but you see guys like Stanley Johnson or Paul Watson taking dudes off the dribble especially Paul Watson he has that wide dribble base and he's really really slick with his handle some players they kind of dribble in between their shoulders they won't go very far outside of that Paul Watson Not that he is Kevin Durant, but he does have that very long, loping, snatchback type of dribble that he can just hang it out there for a player to think that they're going to take it and then snatches it back. So his crossover, deceptively very, very dangerous. He brings a lot of potency to the Raptors off the dribble game. It just adds another element, especially in a game like this where none of the usual creators are around to provide offense so having Paul Watson step into a game where he's handling around screens he's doing some impressive things on ball and there's a pull-up aspect to what he's doing there's an iso aspect to what he's doing and it's really nice to watch honestly but it was mostly those two players I think Stanley and Paul Watson that carried the latter half of this game that carried the Raptors to victory I thought that the creation aspect of Stanley's game was especially especially important you look at he had six assists the Raptors for a large part of the season when Stanley was in the game similar to Patrick McCaw even though they seem like ill-fitted for that position of point guard or primary creator that is the position they've been slid into in the Raptors lineup when they do play so you look at Stanley Johnson at the top of the arc while the Raptors run their horn sets or get into some pitch play and dribble handoff action. He's doing a good job of calling the shots. Like at least he's getting the ball in the right people's hands and not often is he missing the initial action. So they can put the ball in his hands increasingly so as we've seen in the last couple games, even though yes, it has been against other bench players. But he has been able to get the offense running. He's been able to provide at least a modicum of responsibility at the top of the arc as far as play calling, as far as getting them into their sets. 
impressive stuff. And especially in this game, his ability to make shots off the dribble, to push in transition, both super, super impressive. And as far as Paul Watson, just once again, really slick off the dribble, had the jumper going. He's long. He found, like, he punched a couple gaps in the lane for dunks. He caught that oop. Just a long guy, and a long guy with a dribble package and a jumper is always going to be dangerous, although his offensive awareness and defensive awareness, I think, are lacking. His physical gifts are great, and there's a lot that he can do. He has a wonderful foundation to build from. So when we're looking at him, I think he could factor into the Raptors' future, especially when he shows up with games like this and how good the Raptors are at engendering a feeling of pride in how a player plays defense, which speaks to why so many players come there and have some of their best defensive seasons when we're looking at these past two years. And that's something that I think is going to continue to happen under Nick Nurse. That's just the type of coach he is, the Raptors organization, when you look at what they're able to do with their player development. Super impressive. So Paul Watson somebody to keep an eye on and Stanley Johnson has a contract already for next year he's looked after if he's going to perform like this he will punch up and he'll try and make his way into that eighth man in the rotation but like I said these are bench players that they're playing against the eighth man in the rotation in the playoffs is going to have to have minutes against other starters like for example Stanley Johnson if he is the eighth man will line up against Giannis and Chris Middleton on occasion if he's playing in the Buck series. That's just how it's going to shake out. Or Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in a Celtic series. That's just how it's going to shake out. So it can't just be against the end of bench players. Although today was a super big step, as was his game winning shot against Philly and his performance in that one too, even though it was way more limited, a very, very small uh, sample. But this game, a much larger sample, a huge step for Stanley, huge game for Paul Watson. I really liked Malcolm Miller's performance too when you're looking at a little bit of shot making, but always impressive defense, something Vivek Jacob remarked upon on Twitter and something I agree with. Usually when Malcolm Miller is in a game, I take note of this guy's really defending. He's long, he's active, he's got a good nose for sneaking around screens and sticking with guys. So all that's super important, but the Raptors largely behind the offensive prowess of Stanley Johnson and Paul Watson, pull this game out. The fourth quarter highlighted maybe mostly by the two back-to-back triples that Stanley Johnson hit against Bull Bull. One of them, he pulled it out kind of like Kyrie Irving or Damian Lillard would and sized up Bull Bull and just pulled from distance. Super impressive stuff. But the Raptors win 7-1 and in the bubble, finish with the second best record in the NBA, surpassing the Lakers. Super impressive stuff. And yeah, they pull this one out against the Nuggets. The Reggie Evans Award goes to Stanley Johnson. I've spoken about him ad nauseum on this podcast already. So the merits for this award, I think we're all familiar with. And Stanley Johnson has met them for this game. However, comma, we haven't touched on the top quick reaction comment. And we will now. It's from Wayne W. Smith. Quote, Signing with the Raptors is like getting a master's degree in basketball. For those that did not learn the game properly in university, the Raptors development team will make sure you have the knowledge required to get the best out of your talent, end quote. Yeah, I think that's that's a better way, more concise way of putting how I was talking about Paul Watson existing in the development system, Stanley Johnson as well, keeping an eye on those guys going forward. The Raptors do a really great job 
of teaching the game from the ground up, some of the most rudimentary aspects of the game are missing in some player's development. Everybody has holes in their game. Some are less obvious than others. Some are more obvious than others. Paul Watson, for example, you're looking at a little bit of the nuance of the game. His on-ball stuff is superb. Stanley Johnson, a guy who has really, really good defensive sensibilities, also has trouble navigating offenses a lot of the time, doesn't read the second level of defense, but that's coming along as well, and maybe that's forced by the Raptors putting him into a primary creator role, just to jumpstart, to be the impetus for that type of progression, sorry. So yes, Wayne W. Smith, I agree wholeheartedly with what you said. It's really fun to cheer for a team that is so full of life but also that you can expect the end-of-bench guys to feature in the team down the road. They aren't just these one-year guys who just come in and out. Like, you can invest in a Paul Watson, in a Malcolm Miller, and in a Stanley Johnson and expect, okay, there's going to be some meaningful payoff. Who knows what it would be, but nobody predicted Stanley Johnson hitting a game winner halfway through the season. That just did not seem like it was in the cards, but, you know, here we are, and he's done it. So I think that speaks to the Raptors development system and just how successful it's been but that's it for me you don't have to pay attention anymore because I'm done I'm out of here thank you very much for listening and whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night have a blessed day and goodbye want to hear something amazing discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn extra cash Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.